Welcome to Off the Bar Podcast. My name is Rafael de los Santos, and I'm here with Connor O'Brien and Chris Will. Today, we're going to be talking about the World 11. Each year, Faith Pro puts out a World 11. Each year, it's pretty questionable, and nobody agrees with it. And today, we're going to be talking about it. And um, yeah, we're each going to give our World 11 and why, and hopefully, it's controversial, and we can talk about it and have fun. No controversy on my side. I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Let's get to it, then. So this year for the World 11, FIFA Pro chose Gianluigi Donnarumma. Let's talk about how, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I would definitely put him as like a, like if you had to have a runner-up as goalie, I think he's the runner-up. I know he won the Euros. I know he had a great season, but you can't watch Edward Mendy play this whole season and not think like that he's the best goalie in the world. So your pick's Edward Mendy? My pick's definitely Edward Mendy. He's completely transformed Chelsea's defense. They were terrible before him and they're awesome now with him. Not coming from a Chelsea fan that you are. No, 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 that's not biased at all. Yeah, abs- that, absolutely no bias in that opinion. Uh, I am going to stick with Donnarumma, though. Um, obviously, you got to give some credit to them winning the Euros. He performed well. Um, Mendy is a good second option, especially when we are considering team con- team success in this. I mean, obviously, when you win the Champions League, that's going to say something. Um, I think the one thing Donnarumma has going against him is his transfer to Chelsea. I mean, transfer to PSG kind of killed the momentum that he had going for him just because he's not the 24-7 starter um, since they have some death at that position. So Mendy's a good second choice, but I did stick with Donnarumma. I think he was a bigger factor in Italy winning the Euros than Mendy was in Chelsea winning Champions League. So we have Connor with Mendy and you with Donnarumma sticking with Donnarumma? I'm sticking with Donnarumma on this one, yeah. That's interesting. I, I think for me, um, I'm going to have to choose Mendy I literally remember watching Real Madrid versus Chelsea, that Champions League tie, and I know that the rest of the team had a lot to do with it, like especially N'Golo Conte, and we'll get to that later, but just remembering that save, like that snapshot save um, that he had against Benzema, and like I think that was the moment, I, I know that was deep into the season, but that was the moment where I realized, and I was like, you know, this guy, um, along with Rudiger and along with Thiago Silva and that entire like Tuchel um, reformation of that mm-hmm. team, I'm like... Yo, this guy's like a real deal because um, you don't see that a lot. You don't see a lot of French league players making that big of an impact. Like you have Camavinga coming in for Real Madrid this, this season, but he's a young guy. You don't have guys coming from like Rennes and being, you know, the best goalie in the Premier League after he got signed and probably the best goalie in the Champions League that entire season because Donnarumma wasn't even a thing in the Champions League. It was really more of his Euros performance that got him into the FIFA Pro World Eleven. So for my choice, I think I'm going to have to go with Mendy as well and go against the Donnarumma pick simply because of how much he impacted that team, not just Premier League-wise, Champions League-wise as well. I mean, he was absolutely filth in the goal, making saves that he should not be making, bailing his defense out. And, yeah, like, I don't, I don't think you can go with Donnarumma this year. He had a really good Euros, but I just think Mendy edges him. And that might be a little bit of that European bias because, you know, Mendy, Mendy's from, um, he's an African-born player, so... Imagine if Mendy was European, you know? Imagine if Mendy played for France. Would we, what, what do you think the discussion would be like then? I think it'd be open and shut. Yeah. This is facts. I'm not even going to debate that one because I think that's totally factual. Um, because, again, like the only reason we're having the, con- the conversation about Donnarumma is because of his play in European competition um, and on the international stage, something that Mendy and his performances on the international level aren't put in front of the global scale that Donnarumma was put in front of um, when he played at the Euros. So yeah, I agree with it. And I'm not saying that either of these players are the best goalie in the world. 
I think there are better goalies out there. But these two have definitely had the most successful um, 2021. Um, so, yeah, I'm cool with either one, but I'm sticking with Donnarumma. I'm just glad you didn't put Ter, uh, Ter Stegen in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, like, hear me out on Matt Turner, though. How do we feel about that? Hey, hello for Jai. Gold Cup? Gold Cup about to be Arsenal's backup keeper? Ram- Ramzo's very questionable. I don't know if you guys saw that goal he let in. Diego Jota, that yeah. little roller. Get chipped. Jesus. Yeah. Jota shot that like he had no ACL yeah. and it still went in. Yeah. But let's let's not let's not get off track. It's an here. unfortunate time. Let's move on. Defenders. Um, this is always very very debatable. I mean, FIFA Pro puts out some real bangers. Um, this year they put out David Alaba, Bonucci, and Ruben Diaz. So they st- they stuck to a back three. I I can't remember the last time they they stuck to a back back three. Um, usually they have four. Mm. They usually go for the normal four three three. But this year they went for what looks like a three three four. But those were their picks. How are you guys feeling about them? Yeah, it was a big change from the year before where we saw um, Alexander Arnold and Alfonso Davies on the FIFA Pro. Um, it is important to remember how the process goes for voting for this. So it is like player run. And how it goes is obviously you get the top three in each position and then the top other player, basically. So this year we saw obviously four attackers, three midfielders, and three defenders. Um, I think the choices this year aren't like horrible. Um, However, mine do differ just a little bit. Um, So I did stick with Ruben Diaz and Benucci. I think Benucci at the Euros really showed like that Italian defense was like something else. Um, And Benucci has always been a consistent player so i think finally getting the credit he deserves um and then ruben diaz really exploded for man city this year um looking at some of the stats 53 appearances and 39 wins with 23 clean sheets i think it's a pretty good record to keep obviously portugal didn't perform in the euro so i did consider taking him out um if you look at like the team of the year for um ea sports obviously they had like marquinhos hakimi in there as well ea is a very questionable organization yeah, putting I mean, the likes of Hakimi's a great player. I love Hakimi, yeah. There is no way that Hakimi was one of the best players in the world I mean, in the last calendar year. No, they weren't, but he's really good in FIFA, so they had to put him there. I, know, I think if uh, you're looking at it like positionally, I don't know if you could argue that there was a better right back in the world last year. The thing is, for Inter, he was a right mid. Like, it was a wing back, still a defender. He played three four three, and maybe. you got to remember yeah. the the position of an outside back is changing quickly right before our eyes. I mean, I also added Trent Alexander Arnold on this list, not because of how he started the year with all the injuries and stuff. He had a horrible start to the year, wasn't really playing much, didn't play in the Euros because of an injury. But the back half of the year, he has really shown up uh, for Liverpool. So he right now he has 15 assists in all competitions in this current season that is still going. He's one of the best distributing right backs in the world. Some of the balls he sends over the top is the reason why Liverpool is the machine that they are right now. Yeah. So my three in the back is Benucci, Ruben Diaz, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. What about you guys? Uh, I went for four at the back. Obviously, I said I put Hakimi in. Uh, didn't really seem to go over well. That's fine. Uh, I also had Ruben Diaz. I think he was incredible last season. Uh, City obviously has always had a great defense under Pep. But he really is like transformed them, in my opinion, to being like the best back line in the world. Maybe Sans Chelsea, but uh, and then I also had a center back in Antonio Rudiger that I think also has been excellent this season. Uh, he is arguably I think Chelsea had the best defense in the world this last calendar year. You saw that definitely in like the Champions League, definitely this season so far. Sans a couple games where they 
absolutely crumbled. But no, I think uh, if you're looking at like the best defender on the best defense in the world, it's Antonio Rudiger, and that's why he's in mine. Uh, at left back, I also had Jao Cancelo. I just I, I think he's been the best left back in the world. He gives uh, City so much offensively too. He's everywhere for them. I think I had to put him in at left back. So you got Hakimi Cancelo. I have. It's uh, Hakimi on the right, Diaz and Rudiger in the center, and then Cancelo left back. A little BP, BPL, a little, a little domination on your team. Listen, listen. It's the most competitive yeah. league in the world for a reason. So yeah, yeah we can we can do another episode on how it's not, but let's not. Let's not the not most competitive. That. I'm not saying it's the best football, but it the most competitive league. You don't know who the top three in that league is going to be each year. And most other leagues, you know who the top three is going to be. I mean, I think I know who the top three is going to be each year. Liverpool and Man City are for sure in there. And then the third one, yeah. You, can, you can't, you you can't say, say like five years from now. that. that and how insane. long has it been City and Liverpool? Look, man, it hasn't been that for the last five years. How long has Pep been at Man City and he's already dropped a billion in transfer? As long as he keeps doing that, nobody's going to touch him. Liverpool caught him that one year. That Nobody was expecting Sadio Mane to turn to Sadio Mane or Firmino to return to Firmino or Salah to be Salah. They just wanted a fast attack with a little number nine who could play around and then they turned to superstars. Caught him off guard. But when you have a team that's spending a billion, like a billion euros, let that sink in, dude. Like you can get whoever you want. I'm just saying. Man City, they're, they're tricking people into thinking that the Premier League is as competitive as people think it is and... Uh, but but let's not get off track. I, I let's just let's just leave that there. Leave it, Shout leave out it, Pep yeah. Guardiola, yeah. that man. I don't know where he gets that money yeah. from. And Zidane's Newcastle will be right there too in like three oh, years. Zidane's Newcastle. I all about that oil money, baby. I don't see Zidane, man. The only Zidane at Newcastle. I can't even imagine that. Anyways. So far, nobody has Alaba in theirs, and the FIFA Pro has it. Has Alaba in there? Did you have Alaba in there? I do not. As a Real Madrid fan, I don't. Even though I think Alaba has been absolutely insane, I don't have Alaba in there. Um, I don't see why they have him in there. I, I can't really think of any Bayern highlights that he had. I mean, and he wasn't like particularly special at Euros either. Yeah, I mean, uh, they did pr- they did pretty decent um, Austria, but I can't I can't think of why they would put him in there. It's probably just because he's a likable guy and people were looking <laughs> for a defender, and they said, hey. Alaba. Had to get a Madrid player in there. Oh, that, that's why? That's why? Marketing for sure. Anyway, put my nieces in there. So what about you? You haven't said yours yet. You've been a little quiet over there. <laughs> so I, for mine, I went with a back four as well. Um, I do have to agree with Ruben Diaz. Um, absolutely insane. I mean, if you want to talk about one of the best shot blockers in the world, Ruben Diaz, I mean, that guy probably falls for more fake shots than other defenders, but... I mean, is there a stat that shows how many shot, like how many times he blocks the ball and stops Ederson from having to do anything? Like it's insane. Absolutely transformed Portugal in the Euros. Like Portugal went from like having to play Pepe and then like Bruno Alves or some absolutely disgusting Portuguese player, and now they they have Ruben Diaz back there. Um, I know Portugal didn't do that well, but that, that Portugal team's looking really scary with these emerging players like Renato Sanchez, Joao Felix, Diego Jota. But Ruben Diaz for sure had to be in mind. Absolutely transformed that back line. Along with Laporte and like John Stones out of nowhere. Like those guys were like average. And you put Ruben Diaz back there and boom, they're amazing. Uh, uh, as well as Cancelo, who also did make that back line. So two city guys in there. It's really hard to argue against Cancelo. Has been absolutely insane in the league as well as in the Champions League. I mean, 
I know that EA um, awards don't really count for much, but he was in the round of 16 um, team group, um, not in the round of 16, he was in the groups, team of the group stage. Um, he was absolutely insane to be contributing that much goal-wise and assist-wise from the back line. Especially playing left-back on your right foot. What's that about? I mean, who, who else is doing that in the world? Absolutely nobody. The man's playing on his off foot in a position that he does not play because I can't even think of the last time Man City had an actual left-back. I mean, who's Zinchenko and who's Ben Mendy? I mean, no. Prison FC. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out. We're not going to be seeing yeah. Mendy for a while. Um, but Cancelo had to be in there. Um, you can put him in there just based off that fact. He's playing on his right foot at left back, absolutely insane. I have a bit of a controversial one, as I always do, and that is 100% Jordi Alba, and I will not I, I will not hear any arguments against Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba, when Lionel Messi had a Barcelona shirt on, absolutely, barring Marcelo, when Marcelo was Marcelo, the best left back I've ever seen in my life. I mean, there was no scarier sight than watching Messi turn his hip towards the left side of the field just to see Jordi Alba streaking across that back line for a little dink over the top and the guy would either volley it or cut it back across perfectly every time so Jordi Alba had to make my world 11 I know he's kind of dropped off since Messi left but who hasn't in that Barcelona shirt he was also really good for Spain um, along with Laporta who, who joined that team late but I had to put Jordi Alba in there that might be a La Liga bias but I just I, I can't I couldn't think of somebody that deserved it more that wasn't already in the spotlight. Cause I already knew we were gonna come in here and somebody was gonna have Rudiger, somebody was gonna have big names like Diaz. I, I had Diaz as well, but I just had to shine that light on Jordi Alba. If nobody was gonna give it to him, I'm gonna give it to him. I had to go with Jordi Alba. And for my last defender, I do have to agree with you, Chris. Trent Alexander-Arnold for Liverpool is huge. I would love for Jorgen Klopp to play him in the midfield just once for the love of God. Like stop, I know Thiago was like injured. Um, Curtis Jones gets in there sometimes. Please just try him out at midfield the one time. He can he can defend, but like not really. Like just put him in the midfield one game, get you like two assists, keep doing that. The kid has a long way to go. Try him at midfield, but he was absolutely insane coming out of right back. Like you said, contributes so many goals. I mean, this season alone so far, he has two goals, seven assists, set pieces. He takes their free kicks, and he's absolutely insane. So I had to go with. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, along with Diaz, Alba, and Cancelo. So that's my back line. Well, I mean, you were right about it being controversial for sure. Yeah, Jordi Alba, I just had to get him in there, man. I had to I had to pull La Liga in there somehow. Um, La Liga hasn't had the best season um, so far or best year. Had to get Jordi Alba in there. He's kind of dropped off, but who knows? We'll see in the future. So an interesting question to bring up. Um, obviously, Alfonso Davies was on the list last year. What happened this year where... He's not even getting the love from any of us to be on this list. I know that Connor's a big uh, Davies fan, so I'm I'm a I'm gonna say a couple words and I'm gonna let him take take this one. Here's my thing with Alfonso Davies. I think like Trent Alexander Arnold, but less because I feel like Trent Alexander Arnold is actually really skilled, whereas Alfonso Davies is a great athlete. He's not there as a footballer yet, but he's a great athlete, and that's why he's so good. I think that Davies can't defend like that yet like if you have obviously like guys like Vinicius and Neymar can dribble past anybody but you don't want Davies defending you really don't you want him on the offensive side of the ball can I put him in my back line in the world 11 would I no because I don't think he's that great of a defender yet can they try him out left wing can you try him out left mid maybe even a right wing cutting in on his left foot if he can get a shot he would be absolutely insane is he there as a defender yet for me no and that's why I left him out Connor, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, to me, Davies is like top three left backs in the world. Uh, maybe Sands, Cancelo, and Andy Robertson at Liverpool. But no, I mean, he's obviously more of a wing back. Like he's just he's definitely like it, it's it's fair to say he's like a pace merchant. I don't disagree with what you're saying about he's a, more of an athlete and Trent's more skilled. To me, the reason why he didn't make this list this year is just because he was injured the entire year. Like he really has only been able to play consistently for like like internationally. Uh, when he has played, I thought he looked great. He especially has looked great for Canada, but the problem with that is that he normally plays like right wing or striker for them. Uh, so it's kind of hard to even... I mean, this year, I would even have a hard time listing him as like a defender uh, based on that. Uh, obviously, as a left back, but I don't know. I just think because of injuries, it totally like derailed the season. He just I wouldn't put him like anywhere near my top four defenders or as an honorable mention because of that. He just didn't really have an opportunity to shine this year. But Davies, Davies top three left back for sure. Top three. Very interesting. I'm just saying, at right wing, that man might be an absolute problem. But moving on, midfielders now. This is um, this is where it gets tricky every year. If the if the defense was controversial, if the attack is even more controversial, the midfield is the peak of controversy because you don't know whether to put defensive guys, you don't know whether to put attacking guys. How do you measure um, guys like Conte, who are more known for their positioning and what they bring in terms of pressure? Um, guys that don't fill up the stat sheet like Luka Modric, but you know are insanely good. Um, so what did you guys pick? I mean, I had the exact uh, FIFA Pro uh, midfield. It's just Conte, Jorginho, and De Bruyne. Uh, I mean, Conte is obviously the best player on what was the best team this calendar year in Chelsea. Uh, he's so important to them defensively. He moves the ball around well. Best player on the best team deserves to be in the list, in my opinion. Uh, De Bruyne obviously is so important to City. Uh, what he does for them offensively, his ball movement, he capped, like, he, he's the best player on City, so he should be in. Uh, and then Jorginho, every year there's a guy that, like, gets on the list just because he, like, wins the most trophies. And Jorginho, obviously, having won both the Euros and the Champions League, like, gets on the list for me. I mean, I don't know if he really deserved, like, third place, Belanda, or I'm not sure he's quite that good, but he is incredibly important to both Italy and to Chelsea. Obviously, he dictates, like, all the ball movement at Chelsea. He takes their penalties. He's, or, he's I, don't, I wouldn't say he's the best player on Chelsea, but he's the... Maybe most important player. The most important player at Chelsea. Yeah. Jorginho Frello. I would say so. And interesting. For the ones I say, I have hot takes. When I looked at the the FIFA Pro list, the first name I saw on there, and I was like, yeah, he's not making my list, was Jorginho. <laughs> I'm sorry. But he is the epitome of the guy who's in your group for a group assignment in class that does nothing, does nothing. but gets all the credit. <laughs> like, he wa- like, they won the Euros. They won Champions League. But there's he has not much to show for it. I just, like, I was looking back at, like, he has no stats at the Euros. He made the, he made the important penalty and penalty kicked. Nothing during regulation. Um, and then it's just nothing really stands out about him. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player, and he's really a stronghold for Chelsea. But it's just, like, I don't know. Something about him just doesn't, it, it doesn't stand out to me. So... I agree. I kept Conte. I kept De Bruyne for the same reasons you said. I went out and chose the controversial side on this one. I chose Thomas Muller for my third midfielder. Shout out to you. So, yeah, no. This really, really brave of you, Chris. It was brave. Um, I really decided to just, you know, close my eyes, throw a dart at the wall, see if it sticks. So I went with Muller because something about him is just consistent. Like, he can just... No matter what the situation is at Bayern, Germany, whatever, 
he just does his job, gets it done. He's had double-digit assists, double-digit goals the last couple years at Bayern. When you look at his stats this year, he's already at 18 assists and 5 goals for Bundesliga, 2 goals and 2 assists in Champions League. Um, and then last year he had 21 assists in Bundesliga and 11 goals. So Deuce just getting it done. And obviously, don't get me wrong, a lot of that is because he plays on the same team as Robert Lewandowski. And that makes it really hey, easy. man, he gets him the ball. But that's his job. the job is to get him the ball, and that's why I went with Thomas Muller. I, I like that. You know, I think I saw a stat that was like in the last uh, certain amount of time. I think it might have been 10 years, maybe five. Um, Muller is like second to only Messi in number of assists in the top five leagues. So I, I like I like that choice. Um, it's, it's a guy that you don't think about. Um, very underrated. Um, will forever go down underrated in the history of the game. Um, World Cup winner. Um, I like the choice. I like Thomas Mulder. It's a bad choice, yeah. yeah go, going back to uh, that Virginia um, little penalty, uh, little taker thingy, um, I know we remember that. I, I remember watching the penalty shootout for the Euros in the final, England, Italy. And I remember thinking, well, this guy is surely going to win the Ballon d'Or, judging off how they usually base it, where it's the guy who wins the most trophies is number one. And he, he, he wins the Champions League. He wins the Euros. I mean, if Messi does that, we're not even arguing it. If Ronaldo does that, we're not arguing it. So, like, there's no way this guy doesn't win. And I remember he walks up to the penalty. He puts the ball down, does his little weird run-up. And he gets it saved. And I'm like, did he just throw away his balloon door? So, you throwing him out of the World Eleven, I'm not I'm not mad at that, to be honest. I, had him, I have him in mind. And it's simply because of that precedent, precedent that the trophy winners get in i'm not the biggest fan of his game um i don't want to be one of those guys that only picks out the bad things that players do but that little touch he had who was it against in the midfield that he just had a huge touch and they just took it for a goal it was abysmal play it was definitely against arsenal it happens that happens to us once it, a year. it was martinelli that scored it definitely was martinelli yeah you know guys that win the, the top three below the door guys that win the blown door guys that win the euros guys that make world 11s don't do that. But to go against everything I just said, I put him in mind um, simply because of the trophies. I can't lie. I have Conte in mind, even though I'm not the hugest fan of Conte. As a Real Madrid fan, I know I am biased. But when I tell you that Casemiro is so underrated when it comes to that CD, who's the best CDM in the world argument, he is so underrated. People hate him because he fouls. But Casemiro is so good. Well, let me not go off on a tangent. I have Conte on my team. Um, once again, I don't want to keep going back to when Real Madrid played Chelsea, but it's like the most vivid memories I have of that Chelsea team. Conte was an absolute nuisance. Absolute nuisance to what is the best midfield in the last five years of Kroos, Casemiro, Modric. Absolute miserable time they had against him. Obviously, Real Madrid had a super horrible injury season like the most injured team in the history of soccer i think in terms of numbers of injuries but still i mean the way that guy wins the ball the way that guy is always running and even offensively nobody talks about how this guy just glides past people and breaks lines um so i had Conte in there with Jorginho, a little chelsea link up and for the last one obviously i have another controversial one i chose bruno everybody wants to kind of like point fingers at Bruno at the moment but I think Bruno is absolute absolute class like for you to come from Sporting Lisbon and do what you did I mean the best player at Manchester United is Bruno Fernandes I know Cristiano Ronaldo is there but Bruno Fernandes is so good and I know he's kind of been hurt by having Cristiano up there 
but he is literally one of the best players in the Premier League, and for some reason he gets hate. I don't know why. People don't like when someone scores a lot of goals on penalties, and I think that's why he catches a lot of hate. I think that's why Ronaldo didn't get the love that he got in the Euros, too, is because while he won Golden Boot, three of his goals were on penalties, and people don't like that. But what I always say to that is, what do you want them to do? Miss? Do you want them to go up there and miss it? Like, what do you want them to do? They have been put in that position to take the penalty for a reason. They're the best penalty taker on their team. Have any of you guys taken a penalty? I've taken a penalty in a, in a game. Your legs go crazy. You can't feel your knees. It's a difficult thing to do. And I didn't have 90,000 people screaming my name. And, and six, I wasn't, six I wasn't on contract. Like... Yeah. So taking a penalty is a difficult thing to do. And there's guys out there that shoot 10 of them and make nine. There's guys out there that go out there and make all of them. Side netting, no problem. So if Bruno's the one taking the penalties for Manchester United and he makes all of them, who are we to hate? What do we want them to do? Put Mar- Marcus Rashford up there to shoot a 90 mile power one that might kill somebody behind the goal? Like, <laughs> if they want to put Bruno on it, they got Bruno on it and he's going to score them. Like, we can't get mad at Jorginho for scoring his. We can't get mad at Benzema for shooting his or Ronaldo for shooting his for Portugal. Like, if, if he's on the job, he, he, he's going to do his job. And that's that. Like, yeah, in the end, all goals count for one goal. It doesn't make a difference. So when you look at his stats from last season, 18 goals, 11 assists for Manchester United. That's a good stat line. That's an insane stat line. That's an amazing stat line. I just talked about a double-double, essentially, for Muller. It's the same for Bruno Fernandes in the Premier League. At Manchester United. And that was before Ronaldo. I mean, I I can't really argue with Bruno. He completely transformed Manchester United. He's just been, like, that team before he got there versus the team after. And I get he maybe hasn't been as great under Ragnick because he's kind of playing... I wouldn't say out of position, but they're, they're, uh, it's hard to implement that style of play midseason. Yeah. But definitely, like, the first half of the season, Bruno was excellent. I don't know. For me, he's been insane. It was kind of a shame to see him kind of, like, not play as good in the Euros, not get that much play time. But that's somebody that we have to look out for. Um, I think the next two, three years, that guy, people talk Haaland, Mbappe, and all these hype players. But coming out of the midfield, it's really hard to argue against Bruno Fernandes being in the top three like for the next five years at least. I agree, I agree. Moving on to uh, probably the best and most exciting, most controversial, especially this last year, the attackers. Um, Thief Pro put out a little a little weird formation. They went with a 3-3-4, as I said before. They had Lewandowski, which is probably a given for all of us, and I think for everybody in the world. Another given should be Messi. We will see. They had Cristiano Ronaldo. And they had Erling Haaland. How, how are we feeling about the FIFA one? Well, I mean, all th- like all three of us are gonna have like Lewandowski and uh, and Messi in our like front line, right? I agree. I don't know how you could have Ronaldo and Holland in there and not have it be like a one well, Ronaldo. If it's like it's player voted, Ronaldo's definitely in there because like every player like loves Ronaldo. I get why Holland's goal scoring record is excellent, but he also like like Dortmund didn't win anything. He didn't win anything with Norway. I don't think he got past like. I'm not sure where he went in the Euros, but he just didn't like. They didn't make. They didn't, the didn't make the Euros. No. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So he just he's very like he has not played well ever for Norway, in my opinion. Ever? Uh, I yeah. think I think he, he had a game against like El Salvador or something where he dropped like nine goals or something. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, under eighteen. Uh, or something. Yeah. He, like he, there was one game he dropped way. a ridiculous. Like I think it was like nine. No, maybe it was five, and his team scored nine. I'm not sure. Uh, it it was probably five. Uh, nine sounds ridiculous, oh. but. I mean, I'm never popping out to watch uh, Norway, El Salvador. But, yeah, yeah, that's not typically what I'm tuning into. But yeah, I think we can all agree 
Um, obviously, Messi won the Ballon d'Or. That's a whole other debate on whether he deserved that. But he did have a good year prior to his move to PSG. He's performed well in Champions League for PSG. But, I mean, in terms of season appearances, he's, he's not doing much for them. They yeah. don't need him to do much. So if they're just saving for Champions League, that's fine. Um, obviously, injuries as well. But he did win the Copa America, finally got that international trophy. So I think it was right to keep him on there. Lewandowski deserved the Ballon d'Or if they had done it the year prior. I think we should all just agree to just give him it because if they had had done the award, let's be real. I mean, I I, I agree. I, I'm 100% behind Lewandowski. Should have won the Ballon d'Or this year. But when you really look at Lionel Messi's stats... Oh, no, I'm not talking this year. But Lewandowski the year before, yeah, definitely. but like it was like that. It was a weird thing because um, they didn't have a Ballon d'Or ceremony last year, so nobody got given the Ballon d'Or. Obviously, it would have been Lewandowski that would have won. So everybody got left with the sense of like this year's Ballon d'Or should be a culmination of the last two years, mm-hmm. not stat wise, but just like it felt like Lewandowski should have won. But but really, if you look at the last year individually, Messi is the clear winner. But I am behind Lewandowski having like he should have won the Ballon d'Or 100%. So I, I get both of them as a given. Going back to the Erling Haaland thing, it, it's again that argument of do we put players in that are good individually or do we put in players that are winning trophies? Because then you have guys like Jorginho that don't stuff the stat sheet but win the trophies. Then you guys have people like Erling Haaland who individually better than Jorginho by all means even even impact for his team I mean where would Dortmund be without Haaland but then who, who do we give it to you have guys that are stat stat stuffers who play good individually or guys that win trophies so I, I get it they put Haaland in there they put Jorginho in there I understand it the Cristiano one I think it was more of like a I mean every time Cristiano wins something it's like oh is it a publicity stunt uh, do they want guys to tune in? It's is it player voted? Um, that has a lot to do with it. I know that for the best ceremonies, he won a, a special award for like being FIFA's top scorer. So it, I mean, that's a huge achievement. So I, I get it. I I'm okay with it. But I am a huge Ronaldo fan, so I I can't really talk. But I get it. I get all four of their picks. But now let's get into what we picked. Connor, who do you, who did you have? I mean, obviously, I had Lewandowski in there. I, I have Messi in there. I don't think I could add anything that you guys didn't say outside of, like, Lewandowski probably did deserve Ballon d'Or. He's the best player in the world, but Messi winning the international trophy definitely got him there. I mean, it's hard to – Jordan Mueller's, like, goal-scoring record's been there since, like, the 70s. Yeah. He broke – he crushed it. But, I mean, Lewandowski and Messi obviously are in there. And then, uh, I mean, I know we've had some controversial takes so far. Uh, left wing, I got to go uh, Dusan Tadic from Ajax. Oh. Uh, 37 assists in the calendar year. That's the assist record. I get he doesn't play in a top five league, but uh, the Netherlands Netherlands is not an easy place to play. 37 assists in a calendar year is not easy to do anywhere. He broke the he broke the uh, calendar year assist record that Messi had before. Uh, in my opinion, that gets him over the hump, and I would put him in as my third attacker. So you have Lewandowski, Messi, Tadic. Yes. Let me ask you a, a sidebar question. Okay. Pele, top five player ever? No, top, top three player ever. Yes? No? I would say no. Okay, top five? I'd have to think about it more, but maybe. Like, to me, top three is, like, Messi by far than, like, Ronaldo and, like, Zidane. 
Interesting answer. I I thought you might have maybe you would go uh, with a with a yes there. I mean, um, I mean Pele is like definitely a stat pattern. He, like I don't know, but I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to go down that lane of Tadic as a stat pattern. But yeah. you know when you play in the Eredivisie, man. I mean maybe PSV gives you some competition. Other than that, I I don't think so, man. But I I do I do find it uh, like I've seen that stat mm. a ridiculous amount yeah. of assists um, in the calendar year that is very impressive. They do play in the Champions League, but I get it. I like it in terms of liking. I like it. Okay, I, I just had a hard time uh, picking a third attacker. I was like Salah, maybe Mbappe. But like Mbappe was terrible at the Euros. Salah didn't win anything. Like I don't know. I just I just I thought uh, in terms of like like he won Eredivisie most assists like great. Like champions, like to me, he just is like just edges out like Salar, like Mbappe. I like it, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a it's a it's a it's a good one. We'll leave it at that. What do you, what do you think, Chris? I'm I'm just stunned that I heard that name today. It just was not one I was expecting. Not because it's it's a bad choice. Like the resume you gave was perfect. I mean. An assist record like that? That's a good one. But that is just not a name I was expecting to hear today. Anyway, moving on to what I put. Good old Deuce on Um, Former Southampton man, I think. Southampton go, dude. What a legend. Yeah. Um, So I stuck, obviously, with Lewandowski, Messi. I also put Benzema. I did the same formation as FIFPro, so I had four attackers. So I put Benzema in there, obviously making back to the French squad after that whole... um, debacle um he had full, four goals at the euros right now he's on five goals and five games in champions league um as well as 17 goals and seven assists in la liga um and that's for a team in real madrid that's kind of running away with things right now they're playing well doing well um so i stuck with benzema i think he's kind of begun to make his legacy at Real Madrid stick. It's no longer attached to the likes of Ronaldo or something like that. Um, so he's finally finally being like, he is the man, he is the striker. Um, so I put Benzema in there and then I, cl- I closed it off with Ronaldo. Um, again, six goals in five Champions League games so far. Um, Euro golden boot, say what you want about it being three penalties. Um, and then last season in all competitions, 36 goals, um, which is a lot. And then eight goals and three assists in the Premier League right now. Obviously, his his stint at United hasn't been everything it was made out to be. He hasn't been like, like if we were to vote on another Ballon d'Or today, I don't think Ronaldo would be up there. I think, there, and there's also just been a lot of controversy with him there rumors of him not liking certain things i mean people are already talking like he wants to leave already um but when i was looking at alternative options you look at mbappe not a great euros nothing else really stands out obviously a super young talent he's gonna be there um looking at holland again norway didn't make the euros um that's something that as a striker you do kind of have direct control over Obviously, it's different for someone like Alfonso Davies at Canada, where he's playing left back, but then getting put in different positions. 
Like when you are the number nine for your country, you are expected to keep scoring goals and do what it takes to get your team there. Um, and obviously that didn't happen. So I stuck with those four. Rafa has been like a little fidgety ever since he heard the Tadich name. So I'm going to I'm gonna throw this one over to him and see what he's got. First of all, I just want to put out there that Cristiano Ronaldo is 36 years old. Let's Let's not forget that. 36 years old. Wayne Rooney it was selling donuts on the street. So let's 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 put some respect on Cristiano's name. I don't have him in my uh, World Eleven. I am a huge Cristiano Ronaldo fan. I am a Real Madrid fan. So I love that you put Benzema in there. I have Benzema in mind. Benzema is absolute filth at the number nine position. He is what you want at number nine. The guy plays insane with his back to goal. Has turned Vinicius probably into the best left winger at the moment. There is nobody playing in that position better than him right now. Insane 1v1 with no defender stand, standing in front of him. And somehow out of nowhere, every every two two out of like five shots of his are actually going in. And they're powerful shots. They, they, they have intention behind them. He's not just trying to hit somebody behind the goal. So I have Benzema in mind. Um, obviously, I have Messi in mind. Um, yes, he's had a probably a horrible season in Messi standards um, with PSG. Again, this goes back to the whole thing of like him. He didn't want to really go. He didn't want to leave Barcelona, but he ended up having to out of nowhere. And he's at a new team and he plays with Mbappe. He plays with Neymar. He plays in a system that's completely different. And, you know, people could say that maybe he's not as good anymore. And maybe that's why he's not playing as good. But it, it's kind of hard to argue against the the question of like, if he was a Barca, don't you think that Messi would still be Messi? Like most people say yes. Um, so I, I have Messi in mind. Um, he won Cup America. He was absolute filth for Barcelona. Again, linking up with my left back in this World Eleven, Jordi Alba, Sergio Busquets as well. Uh, shout out Sergio Busquets. Um, but I have Messi in mind. I have Lewandowski in mind. Again, I think he should have won the Ballon d'Or. He's right up there with Messi. Lewandowski is probably the best striker in terms of uh, goal scoring right now. Um, the only guy that's really right behind him is Benzema. And obviously, I have a bias towards Benzema. I think that Benzema does have that playmaking ability over him. And for that reason, he's probably a better nine. But it's kind of hard to argue against Lewandowski. He probably gets a goal every every time he plays an important game. And every time he doesn't play an important game, he probably gets two or three. So that's my front three. Messi, Lewandowski, Benzema. Um, I do have some honorable mentions, but we'll get to that in a little minute. Connor, who do you have that's... So Premier League biased, probably. Obviously, uh, if we're doing honorable mentions, I mean, like, I had, I had Salah as an honorable mention. He's been excellent this year. I just didn't put him in because he didn't win anything. Uh, Mbappe just fell apart at the Euro, so he doesn't make it for me, even though his goal-scoring record is really great. Uh, moving off, like, attackers, though, for honorable mentions, I think I had to put, like, Thiago Silva there because he was really great in the Copa America. He's been great for Chelsea. Has helped uh, completely transform the defense. Him and Rudiger and Christensen have all been excellent for us. Uh, and Donnarumma too I know uh, you had Chris had Donnarumma in his uh, 11 I had Mendy but I felt like it was worth mentioning that he was right there for sure what about you Chris honorable mentions so we've already mentioned a lot of my honorable mentions so the first one um, being Jorginho um, and then Holland, Mbappe Bruno Fernandez, David Alaba but one person not necessarily because of their performances but just because of the volume i put pedri in there again not because like he was the best player on barcelona all this and all that 
but the stretch of time where he went from Olympics, well, playing La Liga with Barcelona to the Olympics, to Euros, back to back to back. This man did not have a break. And he is, let's see, 19 years old. Dude's got a bright future ahead of him. So I thought it was just worth mentioning Pedri in there. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with him. Um, thank God he finally got a vacation, got to relax for a little bit. Yeah, he's back for them now. A little... But, yeah. So everyone else has been mentioned, so I think, yeah. I think we're doing good so far. I like Pedri. Uh, Golden Boy winner. Mm-hmm. Shout out Pedri. Uh, that Barca team is interesting. Ansu Fati, if he could not get injured, will probably be in the World 11s to come. Um, honorable mentions. Um, my top guy I will have to mention is Salah. Um, I kind of wish that I could like not break formation like um, perhaps FIFA Pro did and add like another attacker. But Salah has been absolutely insane. Again, I think that his success at Liverpool is a little bit downplayed by the fact that Man City is running away with the league. The fact that there's such big names around him like have to realize that van dyke is a huge name in terms of defenders i mean he kind of fell off in terms of how much his name is mentioned but van dyke was literally it was Sergio Ramos, Sergio Ramos, Sergio Ramos, and then van dyke came out of nowhere he has to share the field with van dyke he has to share the field with allison who again not too long ago was the best keeper in the world sadio mane and firmino on that front line firmino doesn't get mentioned a lot but sadio mane certainly does um trent alexander arnold playing behind him andrew robertson i mean it's a star-studded team and Salah, out of all those guys, consistency. And out of all the guys that we mentioned today, consistency. I mean, it's every year since he's been at Liverpool. This guy's a goal scorer. Again, I think he suffers from the thing that Edward Mendy suffers from. He's from Africa. There's a bias towards European players. What if Salah was from France? What if Salah was from England? I think his name would be mentioned a lot more. I have him on honorable mentions. I wanted to go back to the goalkeeper position. Again, there's a little bias. But obviously, Donnarumma was honorable mention. Huge guy for Italy in the Euros. I mean, it was so hard to get past him, especially, especially, especially during penalty shootouts. That guy is so big. I mean, he's what six six, I think. He's gigantic. He's huge, yeah. Huge, huge, huge. I wanted to mention Courtois. Obviously, I'm a Real Madrid fan. I'm a little bit biased. But what that guy has done for that Real Madrid team. Obviously, Kero Navas before him was insane, but Courtois is absolutely insane for Real Madrid um for that Belgium team as well I mean he he played a heck of Euros Belgium always has that problem that they can't go as far as they they should go with that team but what he's been able to offer Real Madrid especially with this new defense of like David Alaba like we mentioned um guys like Eder Militao guys like Ferdinand Mendy um even because Vasquez out right back and this guy is just not conceding goals um there's a lot of talk of guys like Oblak um, for World 11s and, and being the best goalies in La Liga and things like that. But Courtois is an honorable mention for me along with Donnarumma. In terms of midfield, um, I didn't have Kevin De Bruyne in my um, World 11, so I definitely want to mention him. He's been absolutely insane, especially in the Champions League last year. That guy was huge. If he hadn't gotten injured in the Champions League final, probably Chelsea makes a better push for that equalizer. Who knows? Um, that pretty much concludes my World 11. Um, to recap, I had Mendy, I goalie, Diaz, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jordi Alba was a little controversial one, but hey man. Then we had Jao Cancelo, midfield of Jorginho, Bruno Conte, little BPL dominance there, front line of Messi, Lewandowski, Eric Gibbons, and Benzema to cap that off. 
Uh, to recap mine, I had obviously Mendy and Gold and like Hakimi, Diaz, Rudiger, Cancelo in the back, uh, Jorginho, Conte, De Bruyne, midfield, and then uh, Messi, Lewandowski, and uh, Southampton Goat, uh, Desan Tadic. So to recap for me, I had Donnarumma and Goal, and my defenders, Benucci, uh, Ruben Diaz, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. At the midfield, I had Kevin De Bruyne. N'Golo Kante and Thomas Muller. And then up top, I just went all out attack, four attackers, just like FIFA Pro. Um, went Robert Lewandowski, uh, Lionel Messi, Kareem Benzema, and Cristiano Ronaldo. So, yeah, I mean, we've had our fun. These are our World 11s. Hopefully, they weren't too controversial with little albums here and there. Um, it, it, was, it was pretty nice to see how much it differed from the FIFA Pro one voted by players. And um, yeah, my name is Rafael De Los Santos. Connor O'Brien. And Chris Will. And this has been Off the Bar. Catch you next time.